Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin on Cleveland Sports Radio, 92.3 The Fan. All righty, back out of here on The Fan. We came on fire in that first hour, didn't we? My goodness. I could tell I was amped up. You guys were amped up as well. Loved it. Denzel Ward. We'll get to him coming up at 920, off the beaten path at 940. The man that got in an argument with... All right, not an argument. That's the wrong way to put that. The guy that got in a... a, uh, As much of a courteous back and forth as you can have between an athlete and a media member, Chris Easterling, will join us coming up at 10 o'clock. Now, without further ado, let's get to the fan focus. We start with Nick and Dustin as they led their show with the big news of Cade York being released. The show is back, but Cade York is not. Nick Wilson, Dustin Fox, it is Afternoon Drive. Dusty, hi, how you doing? Hi, take the L. On which on which thing? Uh, Cade York. Where's the L for me? Uh, you said he'd be here, you said keep him, you said give him an opportunity, and he's gone. Did I say wait until after the preseason game? No. Did you, I did you, I say it was no, ride or die for I, life with Cade York? I felt like that. Well, that's just because you were one of the people screaming into the void people? that you have to cut Cade York as soon as humanly possible and no, burn no, no. this mother no, down. No, I, I, in fact, I did not say that. If you actually listen to what I say, and it's hard to do. Oh, I understand. that's, that's yeah. ironic. Yeah, it is ironic because I don't hmm. listen to anything. So um, my point is uh, I said you bring in competition for Cade York and see how it plays out, and the Browns basically said we've seen enough. So we both should take an L here. Why? Well, because I said... I, I think it's a ridiculous point to be screaming about Cade York until after the preseason is over. So, and I had said I would, I thought that they were going to roll with him into the regular season and give him a chance, so I was wrong. And you said bring in competition, so you were wrong. So we were equally wrong. Well, I assume competition would beat him out because he wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the point is, you're, you know, they just completely cut him out of the picture. They freighted him. Great line at the end. They freighted him. That's right. Uh, ooh, wow. I love when shows start off and they're immediately just out of the gate like, hey, remember that time you talked about something for a month and it turned out to not be true? And then you got to defend it? You know what? I thought Nick did a great job defending himself today. That's all you can do. And you know what? Made for really good radio in my mind. In my humble opinion, made for really good radio, right? It was it was them going back and forth. And I, I, just, I don't know that there's that many people that, are, that were on the side of Nick when Nick was making those... Uh, those proclamations that he should be given into, what, week four, week five of the season to try to figure things out. Uh, where I've applauded the Browns today is that they didn't let it get to any regular season games. Cut him after week one of the preseason. Cut him after week four of the preseason to me. Week four after that cut, after the cut of week four in the preseason, just tells me that they were willing to give him more of a chance than maybe I would have. But they gave Anthony Schwartz two more years than I would have as well. Okay? They, they really see things to its furthest conclusion there in Berea. And that's all right. That's fine. That's what they do. That's how they operate. It can't really surprise me. Shouldn't surprise me. But they didn't let it affect the regular season. It's too important of a year. They didn't let it affect the regular season. And that's why I can't kill him today. In fact, I applaud him for doing it now as opposed to waiting until week four, week five, week six and trying to make something bad into something good. Now, maybe he ends up being something good, but it was never going to happen in a Browns uniform. Never going to happen in a Browns uniform. All right, next up, Ken and Lima on the NFL collaborating with the WWE to sell championship belts. 
with your favorite team attached for nearly $600. Here we go. I can't imagine spending 549 for this. I think all I ever got were the pencils and the helmets, the little baby helmets, uh, which I still have, by the way. The, my, <laughs> I bought three sets at camp. <laughs> yeah. I buy one for each they're of my little, children. They're a little more expensive than they used to be. I always find it interesting when it comes to apparel in the NFL, there's two types of worlds people live in when it comes to apparel. There's the West Six crowd, which is look as cool as you can. Yeah. Tight-fitting tees. Uh, figure out a way, maybe an accessory here or there. Usually but, earlier in the season. But looks cool. Yeah, Show they're a there. More skin. They're there in September. Uh, the women have their apparel as well. All sleek, all cool. Because they know they're going to be partying afterwards uh, at the clubs all day. Yes. And Sunday, believe me, I've been a part of this crowd that where I'm, I'm there Ken has to pick me up in the morning because I don't remember where my car is. Mm-hmm. That happened. Then there's the Muni Lot apparel, which is dressed like an idiot. Dress is over the top and is much like an idiot. Nothing you would ever wear in real life, but you are going, you are going like it's almost like it's a college, a, a college situation where you just you, you're doing like the, it to make the guy who everybody to thinks, make a statement. The guy who writes stuff on his gut and yes. everybody says it's me. I yes. wish I remember that guy's the name. Lucha the Lucha Libre nice mask, yeah. too. Yeah, that guy. Is it, it that kind of thing you're that thinking That kind of, of thing. Okay. There, there, it's one of two. You're either going all out and you want to look silly and you're doing it intentional, or you're trying to look cool. Where do you think Where do you think this purchase puts you? A $550 belt is not something I can wear to the museum. Something that's $550. Well, I would have, you have to be an elite I'd staff. be afraid that I'd have to take a bathroom break at some point and leave my belt. Exactly. In the wrong place. Could you even get this in the stadium? No. No. Could you? I don't know. I don't know what they put the uh, clamps down when it comes point. to I mean, allowing it's... you to get in. All right, I got a lot of thoughts. One, the guy with the big gut that Ken says people say look like him looks nothing like Ken, by the way. Uh, but that guy comes up to every single tailgate. And for a while there, I want to say it was my, it was G. Bush and me, we egged it on, okay? We gave him the attention that he wanted. We took photos of it. We put it out on social media. And we really got that one going, and the guy bought into it, and then now he's there every single week. And I, I just I don't pay him any attention anymore, but he still makes me smile. I don't know why he makes me smile, okay? Anyway, Anthony's right. There are two different type of people, but the worry here is that with the WWE belt, some people that aren't cool can think they are cool, and they can get that misguided. I think buying a championship belt... With an NFL team on it, or buying a championship belt in general, not a great look. I think the fad has come and gone. I think it was cool. I don't think it is cool now, even though initially I never was in that boat to begin with anyway. I just I know these things are going to sell like hotcakes, though. People are going to buy them. They're, they're 100% going to buy them. I'm looking at them online right now. They're going to be a hit. People love this crap. I don't know why we as people love it, but people love this junk. But that's all it is to me. But I'm not a, I told you guys before, I'm not a wrestling guy. I, I watched wrestling in seventh grade, one year, SmackDown every single week. And then uh, I had the mom that was like, you guys are wrestling too much. No more wrestling. She was the mom that got scared because of all the 2020 reports that kept talking about backyard wrestling and all kids getting like injured and such. So she's like, you can't watch it anymore. And I remember being so mad. I was I was so into like the Kane Undertaker storyline. I remember being so mad. And I was mad about it for a day, and I got over it, and uh, I've never really looked back. 
Kind of think she made me dodge a bullet there, though, because now I'm not spending $600 on a wrestling belt. All right, next up, Baskin and Menegan on the release of Noah Syndergaard. That rotation was just completely unbelievable, and I think the Guardians were like, all right, maybe there's something here. Maybe, just maybe, we can get him back to what he was. Look, you're not going to get him back to 99. He's had too many surgeries to get back to that one. No, I, Tommy John, I mean, you know, we assume that it's going to be always good, but I, just guys aren't the same after this. No, it's just... I, I wish he could have been more. It would have been nice. It's, I, I, from a marketing standpoint, you wish you could hang out him for a real long time. And he's a great personality on top of it. Yeah. You know, he's he's one of the people that baseball really needed to be a giant star because he he is as much fun as, you know, I mean, you get the nickname Thor for a reason. Yeah, this one didn't surprise me much. Uh, I said it when they signed him. He's, he's broke. He's a broken toy. He knew he was a broken toy. But listen to some of his commentary before he ended up here in Cleveland. He was talking about the amount of money he would pay to be right again. That was not somebody that was going to be right ever. I think the Guardians even knew it. I think they, that was at the point where they just needed an arm and it was what it was. In fact, he got us that one start in Houston. The, the first start he had and people freaked out about it. And I was like, just pump the brakes. It's not going to happen. He is spent. I am surprised that it happened so quick. But, yeah, he absolutely spent. No doubt about that. Nick and Dustin on fantasy football punishments. I really would like to do, like I know the NFL just had their uh, WWF or WWE licensed belts. Yeah. I would really like to do some sort of actual cool trophy. Because, I'll be honest, we've been playing the same league for, I think, over a decade. It's a great league. Love the guys. I, w- I would like something tangible that we need to pass uh, see, around. See, I, I don't know about the trophy. I, I, I like when the losers have to do stupid stuff. I also think that's pretty awesome. You meaning like the, the person who finishes last? Yeah, I mean, it's it's borderline hazing. Uh-huh. But, I mean, we're adults. Yeah. So we can kind of get away with that, I think, to some degree. Yeah, like... As long as everyone agrees upon it. Yeah, like, um, some of the funny ones are, like, having to, you know, hold a sign outside the freeway saying, I, I lost to my wife in fantasy football, or, you know, wear, wearing, like, yeah, a like chicken a costume. Yeah, like, wear a Speedo or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as everybody agrees they're okay to do it, yeah. I, I actually wouldn't hate that either. I would do something stupid if I lost. It's tougher, I mean, it's tougher in my fantasy league, though, because there's, like, three of us live in the same state. There's a guy. There are a couple guys in Colorado. One guy in Illinois. Uh, doesn't mean two or three you can't do it in Colorado. Yeah, but I do think it's better when you can see it in person. You know what I mean? Okay, get a flight. Well, okay, money bags. But some of us have to work for a living. Uh, frontier. No, that's the bigger punishment. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> I saw this one the other day. Um, this guy had to go to a high-end restaurant mm-hmm. by himself and bring a giant stuffed animal as yep. his date. Even better, make it a blow-up doll. Make it, I mean, really. No, it was like a giant Winnie the Pooh. Oh. And he's, yep. like, having, like, a steak and dinner. Have, and you have to, like, order something for, for them, yeah. For poo, if for you poo. will. Yeah. Uh, my date. Yeah. And then you have to address it as my date will have. That's a, that's a really funny. Did you see the one? There's a million of them out there. Some guy, he had to, like, get into, like, a, a dog crate uh-huh. in, like, a Speedo. And then they, like, poured water on him. And then they just dumped all kinds of, like... Baking soda and hot fudge and all kinds of stuff on him. I did see it. That yeah. one felt like it probably tiptoed past the line. That was of, borderline hazing. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I would say that's just hazing. 
I mean, well, he I mean signed if, up for if, it. if you sign up for it, that's, I mean, that's listen. fair. But I think I think there might be underlying like, issues like, in the front like, group. It wasn't full Northwestern. My fantasy football draft has had two punishments in recent years, the past two years. Uh, two years ago, you had to do a like a, a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model type calendar. So, like, bikinis and everything as the dude if you lost, and the guy that lost didn't end up doing it. And then last year, the same dude lost again, and the punishment was supposed to be playing a round of 18 in a dress, and that same dude did not do it. Didn't do it. And so we didn't even come up with one this year because even though I would have I would have tried to buy my way out of the punishment before I would have just not done the punishment, I can't even look at the guy anymore that didn't do it, though. I am a little – I'm a little – he was never my favorite person. I like, like, there's 10 people in the league. I would rank him 10 out of 10 as far as my favorites in the league. But from, like, a personal likability standpoint, but you can't you can't lose and not pony up. I got mad respect for the people that do, like, the Waffle House challenges and then end up actually doing it. Like, I, I like that. I like when you lose, you pay up. Too bad. All right, lastly, Ken Lima on Cade York. It, it, if Denzel Ward were to retire now, it would be like if he were to retire at the end of the season, like say they go to the playoffs, he comes back, they go to the playoffs, they lose the divisional round, and Denzel goes, you know what, I'm done. It would be a big news story, but I don't think anybody would be mad at it. It'd leave a big hole for the defense, but I don't think anybody would be mad at it. If he were to retire right now, which again, you're only banning about the the argument. Nothing has been reported whatsoever. Nothing at all. No. But if you were to, if he were to retire right now. I gotta admit, some people might be a little bit hot with. I have to respect his decision, don't I? We're all just, yeah, here. We, we all recognize like there, there's a lot it. of Denzel Ward jerseys for good reason in this area. He they nailed that draft pick. He was terrific. He's you know, from here. He's from here. You followed his entire career from Friday nights, yeah, watching high school football yeah. to going to Ohio State and being as good of a player as he is to getting drafted fourth overall by the home team, like. Fans are in love you know, with Denzel I, I, Ward. They've just always wished he could stay healthy. It was always one of those things where I kind of did worry about his future, but I never really thought about it like like really in earnest until you just brought it up. I'm like, yeah, I kind of do worry about his future. I mean, Denzel's been here, what, five years for Denzel Ward? And now you have to wonder, okay, th- this has been his fourth concussion that's documented, correct, Tone? And that's and some people are saying it's probably way more. Yeah, well, more than likely. If, if it's documented for how many times has he played with symptoms and not wanted to come off the I field? I don't want to think about that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I have to worry about his future. And remember, what did everybody say about Tua last year? I mean, there was this. Th- oh, there th- were people wanting to retire. Oh, it was it was everywhere. It was like, do yourself a favor, walk away from the game. And he's like, well, I'd kind of like to play football. I kind of really enjoy playing football, and I'd, I'd like to earn more money for my family. Like that that stuff matters too. All right, let's talk about that when we come on back. I want to hear from you, 216-474-0092. You want Cade York. We talked about it for an hour to open the show at 8 o'clock. Let's talk about Denzel Ward. Do the concussions worry you at this point? How important is Denzel Ward? I'll tell you why I feel like he's in the right situation here in Cleveland for us to have Denzel Ward be a word that I'm not going to use quite yet. 216-474-0092. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on The Fan.